We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2020 Week 8 Updated Rankings NFL Injury Report plus DraftKings Ownership. If you out there want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, hit the description of this video and join the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. No rake. There's 500 spots remaining of the 3,000. You're going to want to get your spot now because by the time you go to put in your lineup on Sunday, those spots are going to be gone. And a rake-free contest only comes around every once in a while, except for here. It's every week on the Pat Mayo Experience. Also, smash the like button to the video. If you have a question about Week 8, drop it in the comment section. I'm going to be answering all of them periodically all the way up through Sunday morning before I do the live show at 10 a.m. Eastern Time with Brad Evans, where we'll do the show, update you on some stuff, which you're probably going to want to know, especially the weather. I'll get to in a second. Brad, like the king of meteorology, because he has the degree in it. He's actually quite good at this stuff. Uh, So getting his insight on some of the weather in a lot of these games that could be impacted could be critical information. But, you know, do all that stuff. If you have a question, start, sit, whatever. Drop it in the comment section. If you are listening to the audio version, please rate and review. Always goes a long way to help keeping this show free. Also ftndaily.com code mayo get you access to that premium tool set optimizer ownership projections cornerback wide receiver matchups all at a discount with code mayo highly suggest you check it out the free tools are also in the description of the video if you just want to go check them out air yards opportunity share defense by position it's it's great stuff it's all free too so just get over to ftndaily.com like i said code mayo to get access at a discount to those premium things all of my rankings are now updated to the moment that i'm recording this at least and they'll get updated again on saturday and then on sunday morning but they're all in the description too and up on dkplaybook.com And now that I've been through that entire spiel, let's get into it. The Broncos and Vikings have both had players test positive for COVID-19. It doesn't seem like that game is any, those games are in any danger of moving, but just keep an eye out on that. The weather, 
New Orleans, Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay, New England, Buffalo, Las Vegas, and Cleveland, Tennessee, Cincinnati, all a part of that early slate on Sunday, and all expected right now, and this is Friday that I'm speaking to you, and that is on Sunday, so God knows with the weather, but it's anticipated that wind gusts could get up to 40 mi- 45 miles per hour, with a steady stream between 20 and 35 miles per hour, which could really impact the vertical passing game, the kicking game, uh, and it's going to be frigid temperatures in some of these too. So like I said, on Sunday, when I have Brad on 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network, subscribe to Mayo Media Network too. If you're just watching this and you're not subscribed, give your head a shake, then subscribe or subscribe then give your head a shake although after you subscribe probably don't need to give your head a shake anymore not gonna lie to you but it could be somewhat impactful we'll get brad's spin on that i'm not decreasing anyone in the rankings as of yet because frankly once i run through this injury report and it's a long injury report you're just gonna have to play the guys that are playing at this point there's so many people out or just up in the air at the moment in week eight that it's kind of mind-blowing so i'm gonna go in order of the games in terms of the time that they happen so the early slate first then the afternoon slate sunday night then monday night then into the DraftKings ownership from thursday evening calvin ridley exited with a foot injury the x-rays have come back negative for him however while they do play in week nine atlanta has a bye in week 10 and there are some rumors swirling i mean logic applied to it too if he's not 100% that they may just keep Calvin Ridley out until after their bye week it doesn't seem like Atlanta's really playing for anything unless they run off a string of victories here to end the season to make the playoffs but why risk it with him if it's going to be something that's a multi-week injury anyway you sit him out one game you get your bye and then he can come back so keep an eye out on Calvin Ridley Big Z I guess would be Rock Me Dr. Zacchaeus would be the next man up him or Christian Blake but we've been down that road didn't work out very well. Just more for Julio at this point. For the Sunday games, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry are both out for the New England Patriots. That means you're going to see some Jacoby Myers, some Demir Bird, maybe on DraftKings at least, because he's the league min at $2,500. Maybe Ryan Izzo gets involved a little bit more, but you probably just want to steer clear of this Patriots offense. On the defensive side of the ball, Stephen Gilmore may or may not play against the Bills, so good for the Bills receivers. Damian Harris likely to be in with his ankle injury in the backfield. Dawson Knox is likely out, uh, not activated from the COVID list as of yet. Lee Smith has been, so Lee Smith might eat into any red zone targets we see for Tyler Croft. John Brown will return in this game, too. He is likely in, so you can probably play John Brown against a depleted defense and depleted secondary. It's sounding like as a fringy wide receiver three flex play, maybe you just have better options. Hopefully you have better options. If you don't, John Brown back on the table for week eight against the Patriots. Joe Mixon is out for the Bengals. John Ross also out for the Bengals. Not that John Ross was doing anything anyway, but I moved up Gio Bernard inside the top 12 at running back for the week. It's a going to be a tough task uh, in this matchup, but at the same time, he played over 80% of the snaps last week. He's going to get that again. The volume is going to be there for Gio Bernard, and it actually makes sense. So I released my triple play. I talked about the Titan stack if you wanted to, quote-unquote, fade Derrick Henry. Just get away from his ownership and still get access to that game that if you do the triple stack of Tannehill, Jonu Smith, and A.J. Brown, Gio or, and or T. Higgins are likely the two guys that you'd want to bring it back with if you have faith that the win 
win stay down in that game. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a spot where you can really smash for very, I mean, Gio's not cheap, cheap like he was last week, but he's not super expensive like the other guys who would expect to see the same sort of volume that he's going to get him. And we'll talk about Jamal Williams in a second, who's also kind of in the same boat right now. Delvin Cook is in, or at least likely to be in, for the Minnesota Vikings. Good news for him. Fire up some Delvin Cook. You can send Alexander Madison back to the bench. Aaron Jones, however, out with a calf injury for the second straight game against the Vikings. So, like we saw a week ago, Jamal Williams played over 90% of the snaps for the Packers. Maybe A.J. Dillon works his way in a little bit more this week, but I don't see why they're changing anything of what really happened from last week to this week. So, Jamal Williams inside the top 10 at running back this week. I may even have him at number five. This is a very soft matchup against a depleted Minnesota team right now who traded away their bestie lineman. They had a linebacker test positive for COVID, so he's not playing. The defense wasn't very good to begin with, so fire up some Jamal Williams. Let's go. Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron are going to be game-time decisions for the Steelers against the Ravens this week. Obviously, if Deontay Johnson is out, I would move Chase Claypool up into the rankings, uh, much higher than he is right now. I believe I have him in the mid-30s. He'd probably get into the mid-20s. I still have Deontay Johnson ranked as the highest, because if he's going to play, as we've seen, he's the guy that you want to use in the Steelers receiving core when he's active. Guy can never finish a game, but you know, most of the time, that doesn't matter. He already does his damage very early in the game, so it's okay. Uh, Risky, mind you, uh, with Eric Ebron, you can probably just not play him and feel good about that. Just go pick up someone else. On the other side of the ball, Mark Ingram likely to be out. Probably going to be out for a few weeks with this high ankle sprain. So Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, they might activate Justice Hill. But then you have to account for the utilization of random tight ends in the red zone. Lamar Jackson running the ball in himself. Patrick Ricard ending up with like a fullback dive from the one-yard line. So it's not as straightforward as, oh, just play Gus Edwards. And this is a very tough matchup. I actually prefer Dobbins over Edwards this week. I would guess that if someone gets a carry from the five-yard line, it's going to be Gus Edwards. But between the 20s, if someone's going to score a longer touchdown or just have a better base of volume, it will likely be J.K. Dobbins if you're looking to start one of those two guys. Sammy Watkins is out once again for the Kansas City Chiefs against the Jets. And on the Jets side, Rashad Perriman officially out. Jamison Crowder looking very unlikely to play. He is not in the rankings anymore. They actually moved up Mimze, Denzel Mims in to the top 30 at wide receiver this week. There have been 17 instances in history where a team has been an underdog of 14 and a half or more points in a game. Of those 17 games, 18 receivers on the underdog teams from those 17 teams have actually eclipsed 100 yards in terms of receiving. So it's really down to Mims, Braxton Berrios, and Jeff Smith. Berrios will be filling the Crowder role in the slot. Mims will retain his spot on the outside. Jeff Smith will move into the Brashad Perriman role on the outside. Mims seems to be the best of that bunch, although we've only seen him for one game so far this year. But he looks like, okay. So if he's going to get a bunch of targets, potentially double digit in this spot, you can not confidently roll out Denzel Mims, but it is an upside situation. And $3,200 on DraftKings. That is actually quite appealing. With Watkins out on the other side, it seems like a game where you can really take advantage of the Jets' defense, especially Dave. Maybe this can finally be a Mecole Hardman game. Wouldn't bank on that. Because generally when Sammy Watkins is out, Den uh, Demarcus Robinson is the one who does most of the damage, uh, at least in terms of a volume perspective. Now, if Hardman has a big game, it's going to be like three catches for 142 yards and two touchdowns. It's like the Tyreek Hill type of game. It's all big plays. So I guess if you're shooting for upside in GPP-wise or if you're an underdog in your matchup and season long, that is a route you could go. Just know, not very safe in the slightest, all right? 
Michael Pittman could be back for the Indianapolis Colts. He practiced this week and was activated off injured reserve. If he comes back, I will downgrade Zach Pascal in the rankings this week. Mo Alley-Cox could play as well. That would hurt Trey Burton's overall share. And injured this week in practice, Ryan Kelly, the center, is likely out for this game, which could be bad news for the offensive line. Phillip Rivers in particular, you just don't like to see any offensive line injuries when you have a statue behind the offensive line. So keep a keep a some eyes on what's going on with the Colts offensive line. Maybe Kelly can end up going, but right now he's trending towards not playing. Devontae Parker is going to be in with his groin injury for the Dolphins. Tyler Higby, who missed the Monday night game against the Bears, is a game-time decision. I have him ranked very lowly, but as in right now in the rankings, he's in like the mid-teens. If he were to be out, Gerald Everett would become... Obviously, he wouldn't be sneaky. Everyone knows what's going on, but he still probably wouldn't crack the top 10 at tight end, maybe like number 12, number 13. He's just not a safe option in the slightest, although the interior and the seams are where you do want to target the Dolphins defense set up very much like the Rams defense to excellent outside quarter. So you want those seamers from the Rams side of the ball. Cooper cup is actually the one who should have the bigger day as opposed to Robert Woods, unless they start moving people around the formations. Gerald Everett would probably fall into that bucket too, primarily lining up out of the slot. Austin Hooper out for the Browns and Brian Edwards on the other side of the ball. looks like he's a game time decision, but likely going to miss the game. Once again, Josh Jacobs, it's been limited all week in practice, but it does appear just like Kareem hunt on the other side that they're both going to be a go this week fire them up especially in high winds gonna be a lot of running in these games uh, and i would go harrison bryant over david Njoku in this spot just like last week as well with austin hooper out in the late set of games, Tim Patrick likely out with his hamstring injury against the Chargers. Philip Lindsay still needs to pass concussion protocol, but he has been practicing on a limited basis. He has till Saturday to pass the protocol, so you'll know by Sunday whether Philip Lindsay is going to be in or out in this matchup. Obviously, I'd bump up Melvin Gordon a little bit, although I wouldn't want to do it. Kind of have to because there are so many injuries on the slate this week. But I would prefer Lindsay if Lindsay is active to any of the Broncos running backs in this situation. Tevin Coleman is going to be a game time decision after being activated from injured reserve for San Francisco. Jarek McKinnon is dealing with dead legs. That's never great to hear. I would go Jarek over Jermichael Hasty if Coleman is out. I would probably play Coleman above the other two if Coleman is active in this game. But again, this is a late game and you're probably not going to know this information until after the one o'clock lock. Probably not worth holding out for because it's going to be such a split situation anyway. So you probably just have to wait a week if you have Tevin Cohen. But just know with Mostert on IR, Jeff Wilson on IR, that it could be a decent situation moving forward. Um, Debo Samuel is going to be out. Jordan Reed is going to be a game time decision as well. Probably trending towards not playing. That leaves Kendrick Bourne. 3,500 on DraftKings, by the way, against the worst passing defense in the league. And then Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. You can probably fire up both of those guys this week with relatively little hesitation. Ayuk is a bit dicey because he's kind of boom or he's going to be bust, but his skill set just matches up so well against the Seattle defense. The other side of the ball, now it gets tricky. Carlos Hyde is likely going to be out. They've listed him as doubtful. Travis Homer and Chris Carson have not practiced all week for the Seahawks in that backfield. They are listed as questionable, but after not practicing, you have to think they're trending more towards not playing than playing. Although we've seen Carson do this before and end up in the lineup only to leave the game a little bit later. So you're dealing with many different combinations of running backs here. The move is to just, if Chris Carson plays, you play Chris Carson. It's not a great match 
matchup. But like we've said all along, been the theme right now with Week 8, there are so few guys to play that it doesn't really make a difference. Now, if he's out, Travis Homer likely would be the lead, especially as a passing protection element to the Seahawks offense. But again, he hasn't practiced. That would leave DJ Dallas. And it's important to note that the Seahawks just signed Alex Collins, who has not played since 2018 to their practice squad. They could potentially activate him if no one else is a go here. That just leaves DJ Dallas as the only active roster member of the Seahawks in the backfield who's healthy right now as Jake Seeley pointed out guy can't block which is a problem especially against the pass rush even without Bosa of the 49ers it's still pretty good you'd want someone who can protect Russell Wilson but they may have no other options all three of the starters could be out it could be DJ Dallas he's super cheap on draftings he's widely available he would be the guy to go pick up and if the other guy three the other three guys are out he's a top 20 option based on volume alone Not a great situation, but this is what we're dealing with, and he's absolutely free at the moment. So that's a roster move that you can go make if you want to. For the Saints, this is fun. Michael Thomas is out. Emmanuel Sanders is out. Marquez Calloway is out in the receiving game. That leaves Deontay Harris and Traquan Smith. Traquan has not been good as a number one wide receiver. Even his market share tends to say exactly the same and really depends on the game that they're playing in at the moment. I would expect Jared Cook or Kamara to lead this team in receiving. Uh, With Deontay Harris, it's still a terrible matchup regardless of where you look at the field and where these guys are going to be playing on the outside against the Bears. You don't really want to play them. I would play Traquan over Harris. I would try to play neither if it came down to that. It's, this feels like it's going to be a very low-scoring game unless Kamara absolutely gashes them on the ground. On the other side of the ball, against the two corners on the outside for the Saints, we're pretty good. Allen Robinson, unlikely to play this week, leaving Anthony Miller probably in the slot. Darnell Mooney on the outside. It's a revenge game for Jimmy Graham and the Saints terrible against tight ends. So maybe you play Jimmy Graham. I have him ranked inside the top 10 at tight end this week against his former team. And his usage in the red zone has been quite good so far this season. He has a rapport with Nick Foles, at least. Uh, And without Allen Robinson around, that like 30% market share of targets got to go somewhere else. Mooney is good. And maybe Mooney Mooney would be the best play of the receivers. But at the same time, do you really want to go out of your way to play Mooney? I'd rather play someone like Mims or... Kendrick Bourne, for that matter, over Mooney this week, as it stands right now. Where else are we? In the late game, Alshon Jeffrey, likely out. Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson, out. Zach Ertz, out. Paul, did we hear about Miles Sanders? He's out, right? Yes, sir. So Miles Sanders is out as well for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Joe and Ragor is coming back, so that's good news. That leaves Richard Rodgers as the only tight end available, but it's just, it's against Dallas, so you can almost start all of these guys. Richard Rodgers, top 10 tight end this week, at least in the upside that he can present. Carson Wentz, top 10 quarterback this week. Ragor, I ranked inside the top 45, and of course, Fulgham, I have ranked inside the top 20 at receiver. Basically, start as many players as you can against the Cowboys. Now, Boston Scott is not going to see 90% of the workload in the backfield with Miles Sanders out. But he's still a top 16 option. He's a, he's a running back too. You're going to play Boston Scott if you have him this week against the Cowboys. You have to hope that Corey Clement doesn't steal his goal line touches. Clement further down the list but like in a last stitch effort you need to hit a grand slam somewhere. Like he's a body in a good matchup who could see like 10 touches and 10 touches against the Cowboys 
it's probably like 20 touches against any other team. So hopefully he can get to that double-digit target, double-digit workload in touches between carries and the receiving game, and maybe he lucks into some red zone touches, goal line carries, that he could get you something. I wouldn't count on I've tried not to play Corey Clement. I would want to play Boston Scott, but both guys do have capped upside because there will be a bit of a share going on in that circumstance. On the other side, Andy Dalton's not playing. That was Ben Danucci, who only has eyes for Amari Cooper. So you can play Amari Cooper as long as he's not shadowed by Slay, which he probably will be. And just not a great situation in Dallas right now. But maybe in week two, Danucci with a full week of practice looks a little bit better than he did against Washington a week ago. Although the pass rush for the Eagles is still fully intact in that Dallas offensive line kind of beat up at the moment. I know they're not on the main slate of DraftKings, but you can think about them for showdown contests with the way that they're rolling right now in your season long. If they're still available, you can go pick up the Eagles, play them pretty comfortably. Monday night, Chris Godwin is out for Tampa, as is Antonio Brown. Scotty Miller likely to play with Bradbury on Evans. Scotty Miller, kind of an intriguing option, not going to lie to you. Then you have Devontae Freeman on the other side, likely out. You probably don't want to play Wayne Gowan, but he's likely to be the guy in the backfield. Maybe he can soak up like eight targets or something like that and just kind of grease his way to a decent PPR low-end flex play if you wanted. CJ Board going to be back in after sustaining that gruesome injury two weeks ago. Sat last week with a concussion. It looks like he'll be back in the receiving core. You don't really want to play anyone on the outside against the Bucks with the way that they're rolling right now. So, you know, I've had to downgrade Darius Slayton. I've had to downgrade Sterling Shepard, Tate, and Ingram. I mean, they're just not good. That's a problem. Tate would probably be the best of the options because he would have the easiest matchup. But are you really going to feel comfortable rolling Golden Tate out in your lineup this week? Quick answer, no, you're not, all right? DraftKings ownership for the week. It is worth noting that all of the rankings, again, are updated in the description of this video and podcast, and you can find them all up on DraftKingsPlaybook.com. Just like you can find my cheat sheet for DraftKings GPPs this week, I'll update it again on Sunday morning as we hear more about the injuries, but ownership projected right now after accounting for these injuries above 20% on DraftKings at the running back position. I have Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, and Jamal Williams, now that Aaron Jones has been ruled out. He's more expensive than Geo. He has a better matchup than Geo, especially because they're not projected to be playing from behind the entire game. But Geo is sort of like the poor man's Jamal Williams here, with probably equivalent upside, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, and he is a cheaper price. So that is worth looking into to pivot off of Jamal Williams to get to Geo Bernard if you're concerned about your lineup being too chalky this week in GPPs. At receiver, Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen, everyone is using those two guys this week. And with some of the decent paydown options, you can kind of make that work. It's going to be weird if you end up playing like Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jamal Williams. Would have worked out for you last week pretty well. But at the same time, that's just a weird stack to go through. You'd really have to think that Williams gets involved in the receiving game. If they were projected as not eight-point favorites in the game, maybe I could see it where they'd have to be throwing the entire time. But it does feel like it's either going to be a big day for the receiving game or a big day on the ground. You might have to pick your poison between the two. Other than that, Tyler Lockett and A.J. Brown are probably next two up in terms of ownership. You're looking at like 15-plus percent. And A.J. Green projecting to be the highest owned of the Cincinnati wide receivers right now. 
mainly because of the price point, but I do think that he is the lesser option. I think it's Higgins, then Boyd, then A.J. Green if you were to play the guys on DraftKings in terms of overall upside for tournaments in that game against the Titans. And I like D.K. Metcalf more than I like Tower Lockett last week. Big flip for me because I was all over Tower Lockett. I get very few things right. That thing I got right. This week, I prefer D.K. Metcalf, as you can find out more in Mayo's Triple Play, up now on Mayo Media Network. It's a very quick video. You can find out why I like DK Metcalf over Tower Lockett this week. And it's not just ownership base. I actually like him objectively more than Tower Lockett, but he looks like he's going to come in with like one third the ownership after he let everyone down in an island game that everyone watched last week. At tight end, Kittle and Waller are the two way above everyone else. Next up would probably be Jonu Smith, but I doubt he even cracks double digits this week. Quarterback, it's pretty flat across the board, but the three highest owned do appear to be Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Patrick Mahomes in that big game against the Jets this week where they're 20-point favorites. For defenses, again, almost like quarterback, very flat. No one projects right now to be double digits, so we don't have a Washington situation from last week on our hands, but it looks like it's going to go Packers, Chiefs, Titans, all relatively affordable. I like the Saints defense. Uh, if you're going to pay in that like mid $3,000 level, the Chargers defense is really interesting as well. Uh, and they're also in that $3,000 range. It's just a decent matchup with guys already banged up on the offensive line for the Broncos. We don't know who's going to be a part of the receiving core if they're missing Tim Patrick. Like that's an actual deal for them. And then you have Drew Locke, who's just not afraid to throw into triple coverage. And the pass rush for the Chargers is one of their spots on the field where they're actually at full health at the moment so could be a decent situation to generate a lot of pressure on drew lock force him into terrible situations and reap the rewards of fantasy points on the other end if the game is close they're probably just going to try to run which would hurt their defense but if the chargers can jump up in this game their defense looks like a very very good option in week eight that's going to do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Like I mentioned, if you want your question answered, leave it in the comment section. But after you smash the like button to the episode and subscribe to Mayo Media Network, if you haven't liked and you haven't subscribed, no questions answered. That's the game that I'm running this week. But I will try to answer those periodically over the next 24 hours, all the way till Sunday morning before I do the live show, 10 a.m. Eastern time with Brad Evans right here on Mayo Media Network. Half an hour show, half an hour of live question and answers. The problem is we can't get to all the questions that are asked because there are too many. You leave them in the comment section of this video, they will get answered. That easy, all right? Rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Please rate it five stars, not one star, five stars. And playing the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Open. All of that information can be found if you just click bloop, and look down in the comment section or description of this video. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck in week eight. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.